everybody, and what a beautiful day it is. Welcome to New Radio Media's Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman, and Paul Benzman, my great co-host, is uh, out today, you know, checking out the community and what's happening. And in the studios, we have Ethan Perlman. Well, good morning. Good morning. And how are we doing on a nice, cool second day of fall? We're doing pretty good, pretty good. You know, the wind was strong yesterday, the leaves were dropping, and uh, the deer were running, shall we say. They were out this morning, that's for sure. Driving in a lot of deer, so if you are out and about, you got to be very cautious because the deer are looking for food, they're moving around, and it's not even hunting season yet, you know, and car damages to deer can be tremendous. I don't know if anybody in the studio or... Behind me, behind the glass, I've ever had a automobile deer. Um, when I hear a voice in the background, who already hit a deer? <laughs> Put the mic on there, Smiley. You know, she's getting it organized. All right, so good morning, Kels. How are you? So you hit a deer? Making sure everything was all good and literally hit a deer on Grozio. Wow. So <laughs> you, you you were in the focus, but not focused accordingly. Oh, I was focused. I was only doing 25. <laughs> the thing ran out in front of me. I went to hit the brakes. It stood there. So I still hit him and then it ran away. So how much car damage did you suffer? Um, None. I had a bunch of hair in my headlight, though. Hair in the headlight. Yeah. Eyebrows above. <laughs> well... I can tell you that uh, statistically now we're seeing more and more deer automobile accidents, and we're looking at $3,500 worth of damages on an average now. So it's uh, getting to be pretty ugly out there. But I hit a porcupine once. You hit a porcupine. I had quills on the tire. That was about the most damage, though. Now, did you get a tweezers to remove them? I did, actually. I had to go through with uh, like a little Plier some tool? pliers and just... Pull them out. Did yeah. you get it flat? On, did anything get flat? No, thank God. But <laughs> well, I tell you, this, this, I mean, I've hit the deer. Um, that was like a $3,500 job. And uh, the worst of all, though, I think, is not hitting deers. It's hitting skunks. <sighs> when you hit the skunk, it lives with you for quite a while in that car. No matter how many car washes you think you get. You just continually get it, get it, get it. You know, we got a great guest coming in at uh, 8.30, I I should say, in the bottom of the hour. Um, uh, Cynthia Smith, uh, she's going to help celebrate with us uh, the National Service Dog Month. And uh, she's going to be bringing a special guest when she comes in. We're going to learn all about that. Um, A lot of things that we should know about the National Service Dog Month and kind of talk about a few of those items right now. Uh, Ethan. About how many service dogs um, do you think are out there today? I'm going to go with probably close to 12,000. Okay. Around 20,000 dogs work as assistant animals in the United States, according to the American Humane Society. Uh, More if you add therapy and emotional support dogs. So we grow from there. Um. When did the first guide dog school open? And it was to train the canines to care for World War I vets. When did this take place? I'll give you a hint. When did it open? Tony? I got nothing. <laughs> when was World War One? I? I, I mean, if you know we're in World War it's before that. I'm going to go with 1912. <sighs> Look at Gage. Mm, 1900, maybe. 1916. These are my simple trivia questions today. Okay. 
Um, let's talk about do service dogs have to wear identifying garb? You know, the little jacket that goes on them. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You can tell many service dogs by their vest, but there is no requirements to wear one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not even when in a public establishment? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. 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 Now, what's one of the more popular service dogs by breed? Golden Retriever. Yeah, yes. I was going to say Retrievers. Golden Retriever. Okay. So uh, Cindy Smith will join us, and we're going to learn a lot about why an elementary school teacher changed a career and um, went into the service dog business, shall we say. All right, so let's talk about something totally different. It's fall season. How many of you have gone out and done apple picking in the fall season? Has anybody ever gone apple picking? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's great. You gone apple picking? Yeah, I've gone in past years, have not gone this year. Kelsey, you gone apple picking at all? Yeah, we got you. We always got you. Uh, all right, so what apple orchards has everybody gone to? Ethan, where have you gone to? Last year I went to an apple orchard in Toledo. Cannot remember the name of it. Okay. And back here, I do not remember the names of the apple orchards I've gone Irwin's. to. Irwin's. Okay, Irwin's. Yeah, they're in South Lyon. And tell uh, me. Uh, Miller's, Big Red. Where's I don't know uh, exactly. Jeez, uh, now i got to look it up because it's... Is Miller's out the Rochester area? Um, I believe so, in that direction, yeah. Um, It is in Washington, Michigan. Okay, so you've got Memphis, Washington out there, 26-mile road, Van Dyke area. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kelsey, you got any uh, apple picking at all? Yeah, um, Apple Charlie's. And where's that at? New Boston. New Boston, okay. So uh, we're moving further, we're moving around. Uh, Who's who's with you uh, behind the glass today? Come say hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Peter. See, everybody, Mike drives the Buick. (laughs) If you haven't listened to a previous show, Mike drives the Buick. Yeah, as long as you don't say the license plate. We're not giving out plate numbers today. (laughs) But if you would like to join us later after the show for the right price, we'll give you the plate number. Do you ever do apple picking? Uh, Yeah, when I was really, really young. Where did you do it at, or what community were you? I don't do not remember. Were you in the, the Detroit? The, were you living in the Detroit area? Uh, no, it was kind of far out. Like I said, it was it was a while ago. Wow. So you know, apple picking is like a very hot item, and the second part of the hot item is the the apple cider, and the donuts. Now we all got to have donuts when you get apple cider, right? Everybody's nodding their head. Yep. Oh yeah. All right, so. You know, warm though they have to be warm. They got to be fresh. Yeah, they got to be definitely fresh. The bag's got to show the grease. Yes, that brown bag's got to have grease, and of course that apple cider, freshly pressed, is very very important. How many of you have been to like to the Franklin Cider Mill? Oh yeah. yeah. How many of you have been to uh, the one in Northville? You go down Northville. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many of you have been to Irwin's out in South Lyon? Franklin is usually the one I go to. Okay. Anybody, does anybody go to uh, Blake's? Oh, yeah. I've been to Blake's once okay, or twice. Okay, because we're going to talk about Blake's. See, Blake's, Blake's is unique over a lot of the other people. Um, and I'm, I'm working this up. It's fall. The leaves are dropping. You're having hot, you know, a nice warm donut, nice cider. 
But Blake's Farm is becoming the hard cider leader for hard cider. Oh, and, yeah. It's flannel mouth, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So that's a brand new business for an industry that thought pies, you know, we'll make an apple pie, we'll make a cobbler, an apple crisp, and you'll have a little apple cider. Now we're saying have something a little stronger to go with all of that cooking that you're doing or baking with all this stuff. So this is something, if you haven't been out there, uh, I think uh, it would be a great time to go to Blake's and uh, check them out and uh, go from there. But visit any one of the apple... um, cider mills in your neighborhood and tell them you heard it at new radio media that it's time to get out and enjoy they'll be usually open until december the first and you'll also see out there most of the cider houses that you go to um freestanding uh vegetable fruit stands you'll see them roasting the peanuts or um the uh what's the other one i love so much that uh, you get uh, almonds almonds roasted almonds oh yeah the cinnamon oh cinnamon almonds they are the best they are the best. And so uh, check all these places out. Support the local community and all those things. Uh, I know they would greatly appreciate it and love to hear from you. And let everybody know that uh, you can uh, always let them uh, put it up on New Radio Media. You know, they can go to www.newradio.com. And don't forget to go to Google or uh, the Apple Store and uh, download. Share with your friends. Teach them how to download the app at NRM Streams. So, Ethan, here we go. You've made me my list. Yes, I have. This day in history. Now, I'm going to go through this, and then you can give me your social comments that were taken at dinner the other night. Okay. All right. So here we go. 1862, Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation. Does anybody remember that? Anybody know what that was? I I don't remember it. (laughs) Well, I would hope not. Tony had a second life. Uh, But, yeah, I I sort of remember that. It it freed slaves in the North, right? Correct? It freed slaves everywhere in the United States. Okay. Over three million black slaves in the United States and recast the Civil War as a fight against slavery. So very, very important. Um, 1975, President Ford survives a second assassination attempt. Was that when he hit the golf ball against the tree that shot back at him? I I don't believe that's what they're referring to. Oh, okay. So on this day in 1975, Sarah Jane Moore aims a gun at the president as he leaves the St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco, California. You know, the attempt on the president's life came only 17 days after another woman tried to assassinate Ford while he was on his way to give a speech to the California legislature. What was it with Ford and women? I thought Ford was a straight <laughs> boy of all people. Did he tell Bill Clinton this? <laughs> Unbelievable. Staying in California in 1991, California University makes the Dead Sea Scrolls public. Now, Ethan Perlman, you have been to Israel. Yes, I have. So you have actually seen the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. And when you went into that building, this first when you first come up to the property and you go in, what's the first thing you actually see when you before you enter the building what's it laid out well they have a i wouldn't call it a miniature but a kind of scale model of the city of jerusalem along with uh the the western wall and a bunch of other things kind of 
put more to scale but small so you can see what you know the whole city looks like in detail but being able to look down on it rather than street view okay and then you walked into the building yes and went down the levels to look at the dead sea scrolls right and the tubes that they would have been in the can the, I actually, yeah the they're canister, pot, pottery canisters yeah there was i think something in between the the jerusalem piece and that but when you got to the room where the dead sea scrolls were First of all, it's it's a very um, darkly lit room, and not only do they have the Dead Sea Scrolls in there, they have a bunch of other pieces and artifacts from that time period um, for pottery and such that are in the same vicinity. Now, do you know why the lighting changes when you go in? Do I know why? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm assuming it's to keep everything preserved, but right. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's correct. You say that paper is very sensitive. To very, light. very yeah. sensitive yeah. to light. At this I, point. I was fortunate enough to actually get to see some parts of the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were uh, they were on an exhibit in uh, Grand Rapids oh, in two thousand three. So they came up. They were and they they put them on ex- display. And it's it's something that's very unique. It's crazy to see. <laughs> it is. It, it is. I mean, you're looking at history of our life. You know. Yeah. Of a re- of just so much stuff at one time. I mean, the story of human life, basically. So it's it's fantastic. All right, this one I know I, Ethan definitely loves. Um, if you are a binge watcher of television, 1994. Or Netflix. I mean. Or Netflix. But binge watching Friends, the TV show, debuts. And uh, the television sitcom Friends, about six young adults, of course, all piling into the coffee shop in New York City, debuted on NBC, the show which featured a group of relatively unknown actors at the time, have actually moved on to some very prominent roles, or crazy roles. Matthew Perry, uh, David Schwimmer, who became a great director, uh, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, all of them have taken on different roles in different uh, parts of Hollywood, shall we say, in the movie industry, television industry. And, of course, some continued to just play themselves crazy, like Joey. Yeah, there there was a spinoff after the uh, show Friends ended where Joey had his own show where he moves out to L.A. to become an actor for uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The show was definitely a little nutty, <laughs> but, I mean, that's what you get when you don't have the rest of the gang to, uh, to, work bring, to bring him back to you know, sanity. Okay. Now, um, of all of the shows and friends, and you've watched a number of them, I don't know if anybody else has, was there any one show? I mean, you had season after season after season. Actually, you had 10 seasons to deal with. Yep. Did any one show actually stand out to say, this one I remember more than any other show? Well, there, there are a lot of them that stand out because a lot of them were... Very out there, very um, stuff really that you won't see on TV today because of some of the topics that they talked about and discussed that are very much, that are very sensitive right now. Such as? Well, 
a very common theme was everybody always thought Chandler was gay. Okay. And they always kind of, you know, poked a little bit. Now, of... Chandler was Matt Perry, Matthew Perry. Yes, and they always poked a little fun at that. Mm-hmm. Of course, his character was not gay, but they always enjoyed kind of, you know, trying to play it off like, hey, he's, he likes this because he might be gay. Okay. You, don't, you won't see that now. Why um, not? Because that has become such a hot button topic that they typically won't write these into scripts unless they're trying to foreshadow a character for being. What's Modern Family, then? Well, you do have two gay people on Modern Family as characters. Right. So, I mean, in that sense, the character is being written as a gay character. Oh, I see. Okay. Matthew Perry, on the other hand, his character was not written as a gay character, but mm-hmm. they always threw, like, shade that, hey... He enjoys this because he's a gay person. But okay. he's, yeah. I feel like in some ways we've almost, I guess, become desensitized to it in that in that way. It's almost not so much that it is such a sensitive topic as it is. It's just I feel like it's been established. That it I is. feel like now that society is accepting of these people. So it's almost not like an issue. <laughs> right. It's moved on. Everybody's moved on in a sense. And uh it's kind of made things a little easier. In most cases, there are some states in the United States, unfortunately, that uh, don't allow people to just live their lives the way they would like to. And they'd like to get up every morning and know that they can take care of their families, go to bed at night, and know they're safe. Yep. So it is a challenge. All right, it's birthday time. Happy birthday, everybody. If you're having a birthday today, uh, I'm supposed to say that uh, 19, in 1958, most won't remember this person, an opera singer, Andrea Bocelli. He, he is still alive. He's he had a birthday. Dead. He had a birthday. Yeah. Born 1958. Okay. You know what this music is? It's our uh, outtake music. I like that word. It is our outtake music, so we will take it out and be back in two. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248 248- 939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. 
Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. are back and you know we were doing birthdays but i must say if you have not visited podquesters at new radio media uh you need to throw that switch go to our wonderful app slide it down to uh geektainment and pop on podquesters you know the people that you saw at that counter they are having a ball and uh, the newest uh, experience is when they went down to cincinnati to comic-con so give them a tune in and i think you will really find it quite fascinating so, Ethan, we were on birthdays. Yes, we are. So, what, who you got left? Uh, we got Tom Felton, born in 1987. Tom Felton? Um, Who's Tom Felton? Most people would know him as the actor who portrayed uh, Draco Malfoy in the Harry, Harry, Potter, Potter, Harry Potter movies. movies. Harry Potter movies. And what is Harry Potter about, Father? Hello, Harry. How's the wizard doing? Well, behind the curtain, we shall see. Okay, it's a good thing you don't do readings of books. <laughs> Hunt for Red October. I'm going to ignore that comment. Hunt okay. For, don't you like good military books? You know. Okay. Or movies, for that matter. It was a good movie, too. It was too. a great movie. My poor wife sits there. So whose sub are we on? <laughs> Where are we at? They both speak English. If it's a Russian sub, why is he speaking English? It's it's a movie. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> Come on, you're killing me here, honey. You're killing me. Okay, boy, ba boy. Ba back to the birthdays. <laughs> the boy days. Uh, the boy days. In 1994. Yes. 1994. Houston Astro shortstop Carlos Correa. Was born, so happy birthday to him, and congratulations right, so to the Astros because they clinched a playoff berth last night. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the nine o'clock? Is that the nine? Is that the top? Yeah, it's your, that's the next. At nine o'clock, folks, for the top of the hour, and I don't like to use hours, but in this case, we're going to give you a sample. Of what's coming on a brand new channel here at New Radio Media called the Sports Channel. And at 9 o'clock, you'll hear a different theme when we open up and a whole different kind of show for an hour. Uh, we'd like your thoughts, inputs, and everything. So uh, if you're bored and want to give us a call, um, you can call us, too, at 844-999-9249. Uh, Love to hear from you. And, of course, if you want to drop us that text message, um, I'll read them on the air at 248-909-4197. Drop the text message in there. We'll read it. If you got a birthday wish or anything, why not? So, we've got that done. So I want to go to Grand Rapids for a minute because uh, we just talked about it a little bit. How many are familiar with the term art prize in, based in Grand Rapids? Nope. I should say Grand Rapids, not Ann Arbor. Grand Rapids. Ann Arbor is something we're going to talk about later. Grand Rapids. Nope. No. So from September the 19th to October 7th, art prize is an event for people come from all over the world and 
For 19 days in the fall, three square miles of downtown Grand Rapids become an open playing field where anyone can find a voice in the conversation of what is art and how does it matter. And there are displays, there's everything, and it's free, which is the best part. It's totally free. And then at the end, there are awards given out and everything else. So get in your cars. If you're listening from everywhere and anywhere, uh, if you're on 94, take it to 131 to Grand Rapids. If you're on 96, just stay on the main road. If you're on 69, you'll cut across to 96 and then take it in. Plenty of places to go. Grand Rapids is the hottest place right now from today through October 7th. Art Prize, and uh, when you're there, well, you can go, as we just talked about Gerald Ford, you have the Gerald Ford Presidential Library to visit, the DeVos Museum, the Amway Grand, uh, so many wonderful places. The Meyer Gardens also have a great program going on in Grand Rapids this weekend. So support Michigan, support tourism, but most importantly, support and expand your own mind um, and, and just see the beauty of what goes on in the greater Grand Rapids area. So with that, we're going to go on because a lot of things are happening locally too. You know, um, we have new restaurants again downtown that open up. We have new things that are happening around here. And then every now and then there's a mom and pop restaurant that opens up. And there was one just recently called uh, BLD. And BLD was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It is a, it's like a Coney Island. And in front of a Meyer store off of Haggerty Road, and everybody said, you know, it's not going to, why would it even be there? Why would it want to stay open 24 hours? Why would it want to do all these different things? Has anybody ever walked into a Meyer store after midnight? Anybody? Multiple times. Multiple times. And why did you go in? I don't know, because I needed something that I couldn't get anywhere else. <laughs> so think about it. You go in after midnight, and then you see right at the other end of that of a parking lot a sign that says, Restaurant open 24 hours you know just the idea that you can go in get a bowl of chili get a salad get 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 eggs and bacon or whatever but knowing that somebody wants to take care of the people that are working all the time so servicing the community and everything else so it's kind of an interesting little place and it'll be we'll see how it progresses down the road because all these little uh, pocket uh, restaurants sometimes find challenges and nobody ever wants to mention their name. So we're going to kind of start to monitor some of this a little bit more and uh, give people opportunities. We'll get, we'll get out there and, you know, we're going to start popping that camera out on the street a little bit more. Now, you, uh, Just for a moment, for those of you that don't know, Craig Folly, C-R-A-I-G, uh, was downtown yesterday doing his show, as usual, on Fridays. And if, if you're not familiar, he's in the Buell building. Now, Tony works. Buell Bar, actually. Buell Bar, yeah, right? yeah. It's in it's the Buell Building. Next to the Buell Building, yeah. yeah. But it's all right there. So. Yeah, it's all kind of. <laughs> so, kind of let's go there for a moment and let's share with everybody, Tony. This will be this this will be the Tony moment. Uh, what happened on, on the show yesterday? Well, we had the People's Panel come in right. and, uh, you know, talk about hot topics and politics as we try to do every Friday. We go down there and, you know, it, it's fun. You know, it's we get we get a more. Um, vanilla view of it all. You kind of see what what the the lay person gets. Okay. You know, um, and so you know we were talking about topics like um, 
the Kavanaugh hearings and all that stuff. You know, okay. a, lot of, a lot of issues on sexual assault and sexual harassment, things like that. And then we had uh, the Follies in hour two, uh, and that was pretty fun. We had a couple of Craig's good friends, and I was on there as well. You were, so yeah. you're one of his friends now. I, I, I am. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I made it in that circle. I Whoa, guess. Oh, yeah. I am impressed. Yeah, so I was oh, on the Follies, and we, we laughed it up for a good hour. So, you know, I got a little childish there, a little juvenile for a minute, but that's okay. You know, we laughed it off, and that's that's the thing. It's it's about joking, you know, making light of the, the week. Well, that's great. <laughs> okay. So that's good. That's what's happening downtown every Friday. If you're out and about, go to the Buell Bar. And uh, and what time do you normally do that so everybody knows? Uh, we are on air from 11 to 1 every day, every and day. even even on Fridays. Even on Friday. All right, so... Slide in, introduce yourselves, don't be a stranger, kind of, you know, just put your little smirk in there so everybody knows that you've been visiting. Yeah, come um, say hi. We're, come we're say all hi. down there. Yeah. And we want people to come watch the well, show. Well, we know we do. All right, so we talked about Harry Potter earlier, okay? And how many of you know of a movie, and I think everybody does, called The House with the Clock in Its Walls? I've seen the promotion video for it. Okay. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, anybody read any of those books? Um, it, was, it, was it was a, a children's book, book. It was a children's oh. book series, yeah. Oh. Um, actually, House with a Clock um, was the first book that was done by uh, Bel Airs when he, Lewis, uh, when, he, when, he, when he first wrote it. Um, and he copied where he grew up, Marshall, Michigan. So, and was there a clock in his? In well, his he wall? used the Cronin House in Marshall, Michigan, as the spooky setting of um, where he wanted the house uh, with the clock in the wall. And uh, he used the drugstore in Marshall uh, called um, the Hemming Scene. Heming Sin Drugstore, and he changed it to Hemsoth, H-E-E-M-S-O-T-H, uh, -E -E Rexall Drugstore, in his books. So he copied places uh, about it so that people would have a great idea what was actually going on. And um, the film, unfortunately, when they filmed it, didn't go to Marshall, Michigan. They went down to Georgia. And uh, that was the sad part because you would really have hoped that Michigan with the credits and everything that we try to do for film credits, um, would have filmed here right at home where he grew up at, and he put the whole story together. So, um, you know, this he wrote these children's uh, gothic mysteries. Uh, this book actually came out in 1973. And so just the idea that uh, he wrote this uh, back then and uh, starring in the movie will be Jack Black. Yes. And along with uh, beautiful Jack Black, uh, let me see who else we're going to have. Kate Blanchett. So it's going to be interesting to see. It starts in the movie theaters um, yesterday, actually. It kicked off the 21st. So we'll see how well it does. Uh, it's Like I say, it's a kid's book, but we should pick it up, kind of see what's going on. Um, I understand that... Um, in about uh, three minutes or so, when we come back from our little break shortly, uh, we're going to have Cindy Smith in here with some very wonderful friend of hers, and she's going to share with us what it's like to be part of a new venture uh, in the world of service animals, and uh, that's going to be very, very exciting. So 
we're going to get prepared for that. So everybody get ready, get your coffee and everything, and we'll be right back. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And welcome back to a beautiful fall day at New Radio Media Talking Biz. You know, the studio is a buzz. You know, this is the month of the National Service uh, Dog Month. You know, a lot of things happen during this month. You know, everybody wants a dog for different reasons. You know, you'll go out to different fairs, and as we were talking about going to cider mills and other places, you will see uh, humane societies out there right now promoting, you know, uh, getting dogs and uh, bringing them home, um, adopting animals. Very, very big. But service animals are very, very unique. And so today we have a special guest in the studio. And I want to thank very much Cindy Smith for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, I know that Ethan here in the studio is looking at that beautiful, uh, beautiful dog. You have an Aussie with You have a miniature Aussie. Yes. So yes. if uh, Carrie is listening at home, my dear wife, um, don't get jealous, my dear, um, because I, we are Aussie fans. Yes. We love Aussies. But National Service, you know, uh, Dog Month, uh, we were sharing with everybody a number of different things about it. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but let's go back with you a little bit. Okay. So you grew up in West Branch. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, beautiful I-75, and when you get up there, don't look at the, uh, the outlet mall because when Cindy grew up there, there was no outlet mall. Yes, yes, way back then, before pre-outlet mall. <laughs> pre-outlet mall, you know, across 55 there, yep. and, uh, you know, beautiful area. And how long did you live up in that area? 
Uh, until I graduated from high school and then I moved down this way um, to go to college. My mom was teaching um, at Grand Blank High School and I went to uh, University of Michigan in Flint. I uh, got a degree in education there. Elementary um, education. Yes, elementary education, which has helped me a ton with learning theory and being able to transfer that to dogs and people because you don't just train the dog, you also have to train the person how to use their dog as well. It's like training children. Yes, yes. This is my son. <laughs> like training children. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can smile, you can comment. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep my comments to myself for now. He's waiting for the sports hour next. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you came down here, you got your degree in elementary education. Yes. And um, what did you do with the degree? Not much. Not much. Um, unfortunately, I graduated in winter of 2006. Now the challenging hour. Yeah. So then, you know, that's when that spring is when all the teacher layoffs started happening and things. And, you know, I'd always worked with always worked with animals, you know, my whole life from, you know, 4-H with horses and, you know, obedience training, trick training our own dogs, things like that. And and when the need arose for my daughter, um, my daughter has an anaphylactic allergy to red dye 40. And we were having a lot of problems in school. So when the need arose for her, I ended up working with a couple of really good trainers. And it wasn't very long till I was working right alongside them. You know, we started off training a dog for her. And then I was working right alongside them training, you know, everybody else's dogs. And then a couple of years ago, I ended up branching out on my own just because of scheduling conflicts and other things going on. So it was, it just made it easier for me to be able to do it on my own that way. But that's where, you know, that kind of came from. And I've been able to, like I said, so much about learning theory with dogs and psychology transfers between that education degree and so that's where I've I've actually put it to use is well let's go back a little bit yep. um so when your daughter was diagnosed mm -hmm. or identified with this yep. challenge um how did the school before we get even into the yeah. animal how did the school handle it when you showed up and said time out they've done really they really have been, but at the very, very beginning, amazing. but at the very beginning, from the beginning, they've been phenomenal. Honestly, they have. We know that Crayola makes uh, all their products are red dye forty free and free of the top eight allergens. So the school district switched everything in our classroom was only Crayola. Then we figured out that, and, and it was a learning experience that first year in kindergarten. Preschool wasn't a big deal. Kindergarten was was much tougher. Well, when did it pop? It started when she was four. Okay, so well, let's go. when we realized what was going All on, right, was so when she was four. At four, or around that period, mm -hmm. how did what what came to light for you to even say we have a challenge or an issue? But she'd always gotten like you know strange rashes, things like that from okay. you know red suckers, and you know the doctor's like, oh. She's probably one that's sensitive to dyes. Let's just be careful. Then she started having all these anaphylactic reactions, and we happened to be in the doctor's office for probably our fourth or fifth round of allergy testing. And, you know, she'd sent us on our way, and then she pops out of her room, and she goes, this is just a hunch, but watch the food dyes. <laughs> okay. Well, and at that point, we knew that she was allergic to berries as well, which is a common childhood allergen that she sends out growing. And, and we walk in to the grocery store after we left the allergist and she goes mom you know we can't have the licorice with the strawberry but can i have the one with the cherry and i'm thinking well you know it doesn't really hurt but you know mm -hmm. not gonna explain right. this to a four-year-old standing there so i flip it over and i'm like oh there's only one die sure and we were we get home she's not even halfway through that piece of licorice her mouth is swelling she's got closing on hives and i went 
and there it is. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on from there. Yep. So when, after you got all that settled, mm -hmm. when did you get to the idea that maybe we needed to have a service dog? I actually started toying around with the idea probably about six months after. And I didn't know anything about scent detection back then. And so I started, you know, calling some places because it's just, it's hidden in so many places and things that are not labeled. And so I started calling and nobody would answer my calls. So I got kind of frustrated and I stopped. And then when she was in elementary school, like I said, all of a sudden we're having a ton of reactions and it's just happening over and we're having mild reactions. We're in and out of the ER. And so... And like I said, the school district was amazing. Every time we figured out something new that was a challenge, that, that was a challenge, they removed it from our classroom. So I mean, even pencil erasers, they went to no pink or you know colored pencil erasers. It was green or white erasers. Um, you know, they replaced all the dry erase markers in her classroom. They, you know, all the school supplies. How were the students uh, that were in her class at the same time? How were they handling all this? Jam? Amazing. Okay. They, she has an amazing group of kids in her grade. They've been very supportive across the board. And it's really cute. One little boy went home in uh, second grade and was at home and is pulling all their erasers off their pencils at home. <laughs> and mom's like, what are you doing? And he's, he goes, well, at school, Elizabeth can't have these and we're – I'm not going to leave them on there because if it's on my paper and I take it to school, I don't want to make her sick. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, then let's get some different pencils so that we're not destroying all of our pencils. Okay. You know? But, yes, I mean, that's even at home. They've been phenomenal. Okay. And um, so we move on. Mm -hmm. And as she was getting – so when did uh, the, the concept of a, um, a support animal come into play? First grade was when we started, and it made a huge difference. The year before, so statistics here, mm. the year before she started taking her dog to school with her, she had 28 mild reactions at school. And this does not include the times I picked her up and, you know, she gets in the car and she's like, Mom, my lips are itchy. These are just the ones that were documented at school. We had seven emergency room visits, and she was on nine rounds of steroids just that school year. So where did you go to even, because you were not into this yet. You were just right. a parent and a teacher of your yep. own. Where did you go to even look about um, getting a support dog? I hit the Internet like anyone does nowadays. <laughs> you know, I hit the Internet, started looking, and you know, came across a, a couple of ladies here in Michigan that were, were doing some training. And then, like I said, we started working together. And it was just a few months where I was, you know, helping them train dogs, and we were, and I, I learned a lot about scent detection from there. And then the wonders of, of the internet now. We can take, I, you know, I've got an 11 year old daughter at home. I can't travel across the country for a week to do a seminar here or there. I'm a single mom, so I am able to take webinars and seminars and things like that online to continue my education and learn more and, you know, put new things together so as we go. we shared earlier there's over 20,000 service dogs mm -hmm. out there today, animals. And the Golden Retriever, they said, was the number one dog. Now, in this room with us today, we have a beautiful miniature Aussie relaxing under the, uh, shall we say, our round table here. Um, how did you come to uh, the Aussie? It comes down to the work needed. Um they have a great working drive, which means they, they love to do their job. They will do their job for about anything. 
And the mini Aussie is smaller, which for elementary was perfect. The dog was small, out of the way, you know, wasn't intrusive in the classroom, and she loves to do her job. She can work all day and, you know, then come home and be like, okay, let's play too, you know. Um, it, so that makes it absolutely perfect. Uh, I do have a golden retriever at home too. We use, uh. a, we use a variety of breeds based on each person's needs, <laughs> and my golden retriever just can't keep up the way no, the mini Aussie can we've for had, this kind of work. <laughs> and, and Ethan will share with you, we've had an Aussie in the family passed away, but uh, almost 15 years, mm -hmm. and uh, they're great dogs, great yes. herders. Uh, we used it more for training in the cadaver area, okay. um, but they are just phenomenal dogs and uh, very possessive. They can be. My she's, wife will tell you, very possessive. She's she's super friendly. She's not. Well, she's, I, she doesn't I, mind I, who she's with in the house. It right. doesn't matter to her. She's non-discriminatory as long as you'll snuggle her and rub her belly. She she could care less who it is in the house that she hangs out with. I'm just looking under here. So yeah. Oh, she's just nestled so yep. beautifully down there. Yeah, um, it it is just it's just great. So, you know, you've kind of created a very unique thing because of a medical challenge. Yes. And um, you you said earlier as you were sharing with everybody, um, you got the elementary education as the background. Yep. Okay, from uh, U of M in in Flint. How do you blend what you learned from elementary education? to what you do today. How does it format it? It kind of really goes seamless. You know, all those psychology classes and the, you know, the, the educational theory classes and all that kind of stuff that you have to take, it all fits in and it's, it's kind of funny as you're taking the webinars, they start talking about, you know, learning theory and scaffolding and, you know, all these big educational words. That are you, you getting hear. any of this? Because <laughs> you're taking what, psychology? What are you taking? Uh, I'm taking a child development course okay. right now. Yep. So, yeah. um, and I, I mean, even like a lot of the dog development, it happens faster, right? But a lot of those stages are very similar in dogs, you know, yeah. versus, you know, versus the children. I mean, they're they're a mammal. Let's look at it. I mean, we're all related in that aspect. So there is some, you know, some of that psychology that fits in and works in there. And then, like I said too, I'm working with other people and their children. So I also have to. I do a lot of owner training which the dog stays with the person and I work with them, you know, two to three times a week, taking them step by step through the whole program from, you know, from the time they bring their puppy home until it becomes a finished service dog. But let's be realistic, training is always ongoing. Right. Um, but I take them completely through that. And so I'm not just, you know, I also have to work with how to relate with a variety of different personalities of a variety of different people with different learning styles and things like that as well so it has come in extremely handy and i we even use you know pavlov's dogs where you know they hear the bell they get the uh, you know at the beginning we <laughs> bell use treat a, bell treat yeah bell treat. we use a lot of clicker training right. for marking especially with the scent detection so it is click, treat, click, treat. So well, same a, kind of thing same there. Thing. We yep. used to have a narcotics dog when I was in a different profession. And, gotcha. uh, practicing back and forth to go find the wonderful stuff. Yes, yes. So, yep. yeah. so very similar, very similar scent training. So we are joined today by Cindy Smith um, talking about wonderful things like service dogs and everything. So what we're going to do is we're going to sit back for two minutes. We're going to view our wonderful little guest on the floor here because we're all jealous of her. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to New Radio Media Talking Biz.
What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! And we're back to new radio media talking biz, and I have a beautiful baby in my lap here. I have the little Aussie. What's the Aussie's name? Chloe. Chloe. Chloe is so beautiful. And as a service dog for you joining us uh, today at New Radio Media Talking Biz, we've been talking about this is National Service Dog Month, and Chloe is a very, very special dog. And, uh, Cindy, again, let's share with everybody why she's so special. Because she's my daughter's service dog for her anaphylactic reaction to Red Dye 40. Red Dye 40. And, and, and most people don't even realize, you know, the challenges uh, that kids go through. When Ethan went to school, what was the big uh, challenge that we had at your school? What was oh, well? A lot of people had peanut allergies, but mm-hmm. um, aside from that, I, I don't really know. Well, peanut allergies is the number one uh, allergy. When you fly, you will always hear flight attendants say, uh, "Today on the flight, we have an individual with a peanut allergy, so we'll be serving pretzels instead of peanuts." And you have to respect that. Um, everybody does have different challenges, and. What makes a service dog so unique is it puts people at ease, comfort zones. Do you do much with veterans? I do. I do. Actually, my father is a Vietnam veteran with a service dog. So I understand it. I I understand it from a personal level of what they're going through. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things when I talk to a veteran on the phone about getting a service dog and I start going through the different things that the dog can do to help. They're like, Wow, you you know exactly what's going on with me, and I'm like I've you know I've been there. I saw you know the the horrors of it you know with my dad and what he went through. So it's it's very personal for me, and I I understand it on a, a personal nature. So when people find you, yes, and they first come to you, how 
What's your interviewing process like to see if even the, the candidacy is right? Usually we start talking to the they'll call me and usually at that point they're desperate for some kind of some kind of help at that point. Are they looking for companionship or are they desperate for help? Okay. Help. And and that's the big you know, that's the big difference. That's something I always want to touch on whenever I do an interview like this is the difference between a service dog, an emotional support animal, and a therapy dog. Because there's there's a huge difference. Service dogs are for an individual with a disability. The dog has to do a task or work that helps mitigate that disability. So it, it helps make their life easier in some way, shape, or form. It does something for them that they cannot do for themselves. A therapy dog is one that goes into schools or nursing homes, things like that, helps out other people, makes you feel better. And, you know, they do have programs, they do have training that they have to go through. An emotional support animal just makes you feel better by being there. Um, works a lot for people, you know, with some anxiety, you know, some mental illnesses, or somebody that's just really lonely. Uh, they don't have any special training. They don't have to go through any type of training whatsoever to do their job. So those are the three differences between, you know, pretty much the civilian working type dogs. And so usually when they call me, they have something going on, whether um, I'm doing a lot of medical alert dogs right now, um, you know, for people with POTS, which is, you know, the tachycardia, heart rate, which will cause them to pass out, uh, diabetics, seizures, those kinds of things. We do a lot of work with that. And so usually by the time they call me, they're they're really desperate. If they're looking into spending the money on a service dog, they are desperate for help. And so it usually starts with, okay, let me know what is it that you're looking for a service dog for so that first I know, okay, are you just looking for, I, I do get calls for people who just want a companion dog, you know. And so let's, you know, first find out what is the disability, what are your needs, and then, you know, we can go from there. And that's what also helps me figure out what breed would best suit that person. I mean, I, I'm not stuck to a particular breed for right. for training. We have to go to what breeds. We even have a wire-haired Vishla that, <laughs> you know, that I, I'm working with. At least it's not a parrot. Right, yeah, no, no. <laughs> so yes. a couple quick things because we, unfortunately, our yes. hour's almost up here. Um how do they find you? How do they find um, Sometimes word of mouth from, you know, other clients of mine. But, but if you want to put a phone number out or an email address, oh, okay. be our guest. All right. Uh, my phone number is 810-922-1242. My website is miservicedogs.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. And, again, it's under Michigan Service Dogs on, on Facebook. And that's usually the easiest way to find us is, you know, that wonderful Google search that everybody does well, nowadays. What's so unique about bringing you in today, today and night, what, who's got my sheet for this day in history? You got the, this I, day I have history? your sheet. Good. Read her the very first item on the sheet. What was the, who's, uh, what's today? You see that? The, the Lincoln issues the Emancipation no, 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 not that one. Go to the next one. President Ford survived. No, go to the next one. You're so cute. What, the Dead Sea Scroll? No, what is today? The 22nd of September. Let me see that. He's just going down the list. I know he is. I know he is. I'm having a very confused. Do you know what today is? Where did you put this here? Where did we see this earlier? Maybe it's not in here. Wow. Are, are we talking about the thing happening in Dearborn today? No, I know you want to go to Dearborn. It's always you always want to go where there's a, 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 a animal rescue hey. program. No, leader gotta, dogs. Got to make sure they have leader homes. dogs. Is today? 
the find the founding of the leader dogs today. Remember my question about World War One earlier? Yeah. Thank you very much. I actually learned about that in World War Two. There were some dogs too that they used. Well, dogs Sergeant World- Sergeant Stubby or something yeah, like well, that. Well, there were a lot of dogs in World War Two, um, and in the military, we've we always used uh, dogs for finding landmines. They were the best to finding landmines. In the Air Force, we had them to go on aircraft prior to loading uh, to make sure we didn't have some uh, special visitors on the aircraft ahead of time. So, um, you know, and then, of course, in the police department, we had their narcotics dog. We've had a number of different animals. But today was a very unique day. And to find, you know, Cynthia, to, to, to Cindy, to bring her in here um, and to share this great story, not only about uh, the dogs, but your daughter. Yes. And because of her challenges and the discovery of her challenges, that you found a profession. Yes. So uh, for that, we want to congratulate you. And, and at New Radio Media, one of the things we're going to be able to do is this link will be available for you. Yep. But later on, we may want to even talk to you about doing a show about this. Oh, amazing. And expanding on all this. And, yeah. uh, and if Paul was sitting in that chair right now, he would already give you a contract to sign. <laughs> so, but whenever I hear this music in the headset, I always have to do this favorite thing and say, our hour went by. It is a fast hour. So for Cindy Smith, we want to thank you. For Ethan, thank you for joining us, uh, taking the place of Paul. You look great. Thanks. And for New Radio Media Talking Biz, the first hour is gone. We'll see you shortly. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A new Northwestern Medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. 
After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. It's sports time at New Radio Media. This is a new venture coming to New Radio Media, a new channel, the Sports Channel. So the intro you heard was a sampling of what's to come here. And in the studio, of course, Ethan Perlman, one of the top boys here for sports. And good morning. Good morning. And uh, so sports is a big thing at uh, New Radio Media. We're looking to challenge it in so many different areas. And in the next couple of weeks, uh, as people visit us at uh, www.newradiomedia.com, they go to Apple or Google, and they can get the uh, app accordingly. They're going to see some new things on our application, and uh, sports will be one of them. So let's talk about the sports world a little bit, and uh, for the next hour, that's what we're going to do here. So why don't you share with me um, a couple of things that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, uh, we're going to start off with the MLB regular season is wrapping up in the next uh, week to week and a half Mm -hmm. with the uh, American League and National League wild card games taking place on October 2nd and 3rd, so we're almost to that playoff season. Okay. Um, Some big storylines right now is fact that last night the Boston Red Sox tied their franchise single season win record with, with their the, one, with, with all the Detroit Tigers, right? No. <laughs> with uh, their 105th win of the season that ties a record set back in 1912. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly they only need one more win to set a new record. They have nine more games to do it. It's be hard to believe that they wouldn't be able to set it uh so with one more win they'll have made a new franchise record and have a real possibility at getting 110 plus wins to close out the regular season why why do you think uh, boston did so well this year why did boston do so well this year well, they got power in the middle of their lineup again uh, that had been lacking since David Ortiz retired, um, I think it was three years ago now. Okay. Two, two, year, two or three years All right. ago. Big Poppy. Yep, Big Poppy. Oh, big Poppy. Big Poppy goes. Um, the last few years they did struggle because they did not have that, you know, power bat in the middle of that lineup. And this past off season they go out. And they're able to bring in a guy that, you know, Tiger fans all loved and adored, J.D. Martinez. Another Tiger. Like I said, the Tigers are just playing under a different uniform. 
Yeah, that, that's very true. I mean, yeah. you, you got Martinez, you got Kinsler over there, Porcello, David Ian. Price, and you know, yeah. you know some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you were a bad boy. Yeah, I, where I worked. Room? I worked at the Detroit Tigers in the clubhouse, and um, so I got to interact with. Uh, specifically, remember interacting with JD and um, Rick Porcello. Not so much. He was only there, I think, a year into my job. When I was working, actually not even. Mm-hmm. He was traded the off season before I got there. Right, but you were there with uh, Verlander, Scherzer. With, with Verlander, Scherzer. Um, you had David Price there uh, halfway through. Actually, I remember working when we traded for David Price and the commotion that happened in the clubhouse because that's the same trade. Austin Jackson and Drew Smiley were dealt in, and I was in the clubhouse when that all. And you were there uh, with uh, Mr. Dombrowski that, at that moment. Yeah, that was under Dave Dombrowski. Uh, funny story, Dave Dombrowski comes down to the clubhouse um, with uh, someone and tells him, you know, get the champagne. We got a deal done. Um, and so he's in the video room with all of these, you know, high brass people of the organization. And, of course, at this moment, they're telling us, where where's Rajai right now? We we need to find Rajai because um they had to put him in the game to pull Austin Jackson out of it because in part of this deal Austin Jackson was a part of it, the starting pitcher of the game who was already pulled out of the game. Drew Smiley was also a part of the deal, and so we're all panicking looking through the clubhouse for Rajai. Eventually, we find him, and so you got to tell him get on the field because we got to get Jackson off. Um, that was probably one of the more interesting days I ever worked because, with it being the final day of the trade deadline, and um, you know, kind of seeing the emotion of some of these guys when they find out they're traded, you I mean you see it on TV after the fact, but like when it first happens, some of them aren't so pleased in some, you know, they, they just take it and they know it's a business and they go about it. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch. Uh, so Boston's in. Um, what about Houston? Uh, Houston clinched a uh, playoff berth last night. The Cleveland Indians have already clinched the American League Central. So the regulars have all made it so far. Um. Yeah, yeah. I who's my fourth going to be? Who's going to be the big who's, fourth? Who's the fourth going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, for right now, who's your pick? Yeah. Well, for right now, I mean, you you got the two wild cards remaining. That that's it. Um, for pretty much, I think no doubt going to make it in for one for the wild card game in the American League. You got the Yankees. Good. They 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 do hold a pretty sizable lead in that number one uh, wild know, card and spot. And you know quite a few Yankee fans. Yeah, don't you? yeah, I do. Okay. And um, it's going to be more interesting to see who ends up with that second wild card spot right now. It's the Oakland Athletics, but shockingly, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays have been making a late season push. Um. I don't think they're going to get it. I think Oakland's going to hang on to that wild card spot, and you'll have a wild card game in uh, New York, winner take all. And who do you think that'll be? Uh, you know, I'm not even going to think about that right now because it's anyone's guess, in my opinion. But the winner of that would go and play in New York, 
or go play in Boston. So a first-round matchup of Red Sox-Yankees would be something. But I don't know who's going to win that wild-card game. Okay. So that's the baseball side of it. But I want to go back to the Tigers for a minute. We're playing a lot of young people. Yes, we are. Uh, the no-name Tigers, I call them right now. Okay. Um, Why do you call them that? Because they're coming from the minors. And a lot of the fans are not familiar with them, let alone who's in the booth calling the game for television because it's really making it a challenge for a lot of listeners to understand what's going on. We lost the creativity of the booth. So, yeah, we, we did. Um, that was unfortunate, but, you know, it's a business. It's a business. So who do you see? We have all these. We had a young man uh, get six RBIs the other night yep. and tie Rayburn's record. Yep. from 2006. Uh, and so who do you see coming on for next year, like for outfield and some of the thing changes? So right now, the person you brought up originally, uh, Christian Stewart, um, has come up. He's played, I believe, so far in the left and right field. I don't believe he's played any center field. Is he a true outfielder? He is. Uh, he is a true Nick. He is a true outfielder. Do not expect Nicholas Castellanos to be out of right field by the beginning of next year. Mm. Um, Unless, you know, Daz Cameron or someone else in the system is able to really show tremendous um, readiness during this upcoming spring training, I don't see Daz Cameron making the initial major league roster out of spring training for next year so you're gonna be stuck with nick and in right field okay. to start next so year. you got a couple other uh minor leaguers that have come forward who, uh, you, who so, do you believe is one of your top minor leaguers well i mean christian stewart's shown his ability to hit the ball with tremendous power what's going to be needed to see if he'll be that top guy of these young guys is consistency while he is a great power hitter um, he does strike out quite a bit. Usually that's what they do. Usually, but, you know, you want that all-around hitter, contact, power. So, I mean, we will have to see if he can, you know, cut down on the strikeouts, make more, you know, I don't want to say soft contact, but more than just hitting a home run every few at-bats, but, okay. you know, hitting a couple singles, get at least two to three hits a game, that'd be nice. Okay, so um, who's your next... Uh fresh one well that's where it kind of gets tricky because right now there really aren't a whole lot of guys that were brought up right now for this final stretch of the season that are position players the tigers did bring up a few uh pitchers and spencer turnbull and matt hall both of them pitched at the um double a level with uh erie and you do have position players at Erie who were not called up and position players at um, Toledo who were not called up. Specifically, I look at the catcher, Jake Rogers, with Erie. He caught or he threw out 50, uh, 50 runners this year, which was a team rec- franchise record, I believe, at Erie. Um, so... He has a great arm behind the plate. He does have a great bat. Same issue with him, though, that we have with Daz Cameron. The kid's got power, 
It's the consistency to not strike out, to get on base. Um, that will have to be shown before, you know, you really know what you have. Um, but when it comes to position players, it's it's going to take about another, I think, year to year and a half for a lot of these guys to, to be ready. Um, aside from Christian Stewart, I mean, right now you still have Candelario at third. You mm-hmm. have uh, Duel Lugo, who's been great at second base. Um, you know, he might, you know, I, I think the infield might get shifted around a little bit, you know. But it, it's it's something we've got to wait and see on. And, of course, you know, knowing when Cabrera comes back, hopefully next year from his surgery, all I'm not going to say 100%. Okay, so, you know, let me ask you this. This is a big day at uh, the ballpark. Yes. Um, Victor Martinez's final game. Do you think that uh, there'll be the big hoopla or he'll just get a good round of applause for the five people that are there? And... <laughs> I- um, I mean, I, th- I think he'll get. I think he'll get a fair amount of recognition. Um, you know, he's played with three organizations: with uh, Cleveland, to originally start, then went to Boston, and now in Detroit. Um, so, which one would you call? Which one do you feel he would call his home team? And that, that that's a tricky one. Um, I think he's you know made the most of it at every place he's been. But for the biggest impact, you know, the biggest time of his career, it's got to be Cleveland, as that's where he was for the longest time, you know. That's where he really made himself into a star. When he went to Boston, you know, he really helped with that veteran presence there. But I think Cleveland is probably the place that, you know. Okay, so now it's uh, report card time. Uh, We have a manager. Yep. And uh, it's time to give him a report card report. Okay. Where are we? Uh, Oh, and by the way, I must say we did get a text message in already. And from Farmington Hills, uh, we want to thank our dear, dear friend, uh, Rochelle. She says he is doing an awesome job. Boy, do you pay a lot of people to text those messages in or what? Um, I'd, I would like to see my bank account statement after this because I'm not aware I'm paying anyone. Ooh, so I, I, want, I do won't wish to know who is paying them. Well, we will let uh, Ms. Myers know that uh, thumbs are up for you and uh, it's report card time. Yes, yeah, so um, if I had to give him a grade, I'm giving him a B plus right now. I mean, there's pretty much he's done what he was kind of expected to do this year. And that was what? You know, get the best out of the players that we could, that we could also trade. But well, he doesn't have anything to do we, with the trade. No, but he has everything to do with putting them in the right position to make their value look the best. So did he fail because he couldn't blow off Nick? Or excuse no. me, Nicholas? No. See, I didn't think Nicholas was going to be traded. As much as I was hoping... Yes. Same with Fulmer. I mean... No, Fulmer's done now. Yeah. Uh, we lost a big opportunity with trading Fulmer. His value for now has been completely shot down. Well, um, he took the shot to the leg, and then he's had the other issues. He's had the ulnar... Uh, well, before this season, he had the ulnar um, tendon, you know, re- readjusted. 
know it well. He's had, you know, now he's had the knee. And, I mean, he's been very injury-prone this year and last year. And so the opportunity to have dealt him for a good, sizable portion of prospects that could make an impact in the future has taken a severe hit. And it's going to be really important to see if he bounces back and, you know, can become at least three-quarters of what he was his rookie of the year uh, season, then maybe it's not a total loss. But the fact of the matter that we held on to him, you know, showed that we believed in him, but at the same time, it it could hurt, you know, looking forward at people we could have gotten in return. Um, But, I mean, I think for what Ron Gardenhire had and his... um, his, what was expected, he, I think it's not an A because there are there certain issues that, you know, I, I personally believe he could have, you know, handled better. But I'm giving him a B plus. A B plus, okay, for the manager. And uh, with 30 seconds left, how did you rate the coaching staff overall just as a, as a group? Co- coaching staff overall is getting a is getting a B minus, and that's only because, you know, we've had some coaching turnover. I think when Chris Baggio was a pitching coach, he was, you know, wearing these guys out a bit too much in their arms by, you know, not letting them throw what they needed to do. I mean, he was pulling guys early, pulling guys really late. It was very inconsistent. So I'm going with the fact that when we made the switch of pitching coaches, it improved the pitching staff. Um Overall, I'm giving them a B. All right. So the coach gets, uh, the manager gets the B plus. The staff gets the B or B minus. Um, so for those of you that have just joined us, this is a, a new segment on and that we will be having a sports channel at newradiomedia.com for you to uh, listen to. Uh, Ethan Perlman is our host here today. And uh, they're playing my music from Talking Biz, and that's okay. I love it. But when we come back on the other side, we're going to go more into the depth of sports with Ethan Perlman, so stay tuned. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years. And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. 
and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Welcome back. We're Talking Sports. I'm Ethan Perlman along with Talking Biz's Peter Perlman. And sports it is this hour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we wanted to give you a fresh view of what's coming at New Radio Media. And uh, we feel that uh, sports is the next hot item that we want to share with everybody. So, you know, in that first segment, we really kind of covered baseball, the Detroit Tigers. We kind of scored uh, the manager at a B plus, the coaching staff at a B. We won't even talk about the booth guys. And uh, so what's next in sports on a beautiful uh, fall day? Well, with today being Saturday, it's only right we talk college football. College football, where thousands of people come together for four hours instead of being in the classroom. Very good. It's the weekend, you know, got to take some time to study, but you got to take some time and do a cheer on your school. And uh, this week, the University of Michigan will host Nebraska. The Cornhuskers Uh, of Lincoln, Nebraska. Michigan State will be traveling to Bloomington, Indiana to Mm. take on Indiana. That's very good. There's not much else to take on in Indiana. Well, that's, that's very, that's very well, true. You have Purdue, but, though. Well, you do. Yeah, you you do. do. People don't realize that, that there are two Big Ten schools in Indiana. Yeah, but who's the better one at football? That's the real debate. Well, the, you know, the, it was funny. For years, uh, the Boilermakers were just one tough team for years and years. And, and now? Uh, what happened? I mean. Then came the struggles, you know. It's like anything else. And... Um, Big you, Ten has gone like, you know, the Big Ten, the Big 12, whatever you want to call the, anybody. Well, they're, they're the Big Ten. Big Ten. But the Big Ten it really has maybe three or four powerhouse schools left. Oh, I think you offended some fan bases with that Well, comment. let's see. All right. You got Ohio State. Yep. You got Wisconsin. Yep. You got Michigan, Michigan State. It depends hey, on the hour. You're already at four. I'm at four. What am I what missing? What about Penn State? Oh, Penn State, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I would take Penn, Spa- Penn State over probably Michigan. What about what about Minnesota? Mm. History-wise, what well, about Minnesota? Well, wait, Minnesota is where your Bowling Green coach no, went. Oh, that no. was Western's coach. That's, That's where West- Western's oh, coach Oh, your was coach went just, to Syracuse. That's yeah. right. The I mean, orange man. Come on. Yeah. So, so, well, right, so you, may, you, you keep moving it up. It depends on the rolling season. But I would say that for a number of years, it's been four schools now we brought in a few more well you, you, you forget brought, you, i'm not worried about Rutgers and maryland right now I yeah mean, i mean maryland's a surprise team at times uh yeah but they got a lot of issues with uh recent reports right. just being released that they're 
team doctors and trainers did not follow protocol it's, in that it's players. It's getting to be very, yeah. very sad, and we'll leave that for another show. Yes, we will. So let's talk about uh, the games this weekend. Um, how are they lining up? Well, Michigan is favored by 18.5 points at home against Nebraska. God, whatever happened to Tom Osborne, a great coach at North, at uh, Nebraska. Well, personally, I don't see Michigan winning by 18.5. And, and by the way, the trivia is Bob Delaney, Bob Delaney, who used to be the AD at Nebraska, mm-hmm. for those of you that do not know it, was the football coach at West Bloomfield High School way back when. Well, there we go, a Michigan tie. There you go. So Michigan hosts Nebraska at uh, noon uh, Eastern Standard Time. The game will be on Fox Sports 1. I, I why, why do I want to load, load that? I'm, I'm, this is new radio media. I don't care about Fox. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have the new radio media, you know. Link sports, up yet? Sports channel link up I'm yet. I'm going to send so. Tony up on the roof with the satellite dish. I want you to cop, I want you to grab their link and bring it in, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think we should have said that on air. <laughs> Why not? This is internet um, radio. <laughs> I can say true. what I want. <laughs> Just don't let the people at Fox know. That's right. Um, and Michigan State playing a night game in Bloomington, Indiana, as what? they'll take on... The Hoosiers at 7.30 at night on the Big Ten Network. Michigan State is favored by five points. Um, So, Peter, do you think uh, either one of those teams will cover their games fully? Will Michigan win by 18.5, realistically 19 points? Because you're not going to win by playing at home. They're playing at home. They have the home crowd. Um, Nebraska's struggling. We all know that. Um, I'm hoping Nebraska kind of wakes up so it is a good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I don't, I'm hope I'm, gosh, I don't know. I just, I, I think Nebraska's going to surprise some people. Okay. I think they are. And I think Michigan State. Michi- well, hold, hold on. Oh, hold I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, going into the Michigan State game, do you know what Indiana's record is right now at the moment? In the Big Ten or just total? No, total. No, I rely on you. You're the sports guy. I... So, currently, Indiana is 3-0. and Indiana's looking really good this year. Whoa. 3-0. and um, is And you sh- didn't even want me to put them in the top four or five teams. Well, you I know, mean, real... you were sandbagging me, Pearlman. Well, no, realistically, once the Big Ten season gets rolling, I don't think Indiana will be... One of the top teams. Why? Why? They um, didn't play cupcake games, did they? Hold on. We're pulling up their schedule. Oh, no. At the moment. Oh. Um, Indiana has played yeah, not yeah. cupcake games. They've played some pretty co- tight competition. They uh, started off with Florida International University. Okay. Then the University of Virginia. All right. Where they won by four points. Ooh, but they won. And see, um, nobody ever says at the end, what, what did you win by? They just won. And uh, this past week, they played against Ball State out of the MAC. Um, and you know those teams. Yes, and Ball State has been a very competitive team this year in the okay, um, so conference. So Do I think it'll be a close game with Michigan State then? So no, my question is going to be, do you think Indiana pulls off the upset? Yes. Okay. My neighbors won't like it in my neighborhood. No, they won't. But um, there's been a lack of defense on the part of Michigan State, and um, offense doesn't spark like they used to. I mean, they they spark, but they spark at late moments. 
you got to put the gas pedal down early, and you got to keep the gas pedal down. You got to why? And I, and I never understood this in football. It's just amazing. Think about it. They take they jump out to a big lead, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden, they they don't keep the pressure on. Yeah, we'll run it. We'll run it. So you're turning the ball over more. And what got you to get to those touchdowns? Why do we stop? And I watch it in the pros all the time. Why do we stop what made us successful? Or why don't we do what make, makes us successful? No offense. I'm referring to the Lions. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's up, not, you got another half hour. Yeah, to go yet, boy, Because we got to talk about New England yet. So, <laughs> But in the meantime, we're talking here. Yes, we are. And when it comes to... Uh, Michigan State, I I don't know if they're going to lose today. I think it will be a tight game. Um, it all depends on that offense. I'm not so much worried about the defense as I am the offense. Okay. So what about uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State? Okay, yeah. Here's the big one, the one that I know you're going to be really worried about. Ohio State yes. is hosting Tulane. Oh, oh. Ohio State's only favored by 37. Do they cover that spread? Probably. Okay. Now, Tulane, for those of you that don't know it, um, is not Tulane's like in a highway. It's a university in Louisiana. Yes, it is. Um, I don't see this game being close. I mean, Ohio State's already blown out a bunch of people. I expect another another blowout. You know, you might even see the uh, backup quarterback halfway through well, the game. Let, let, me, let me point out one thing. Um, when we start talking like this, that's when things go south. Um, I'm hoping that they don't look beyond today's game and only play today's game. Well, today's game's a big game. Urban Meyer is back at yeah, the I know. head of the team. Mm-hmm. Now, when I went there at Ohio State, we had Woody Hayes. And um, Woody Hayes was a true coach. And he was also a full professor in, his, in American history. Yep. So when he sat down with all the freshmen, when we all was sat, we all sat in the stadium. He said, "You know, gentlemen, I want you to understand one thing: none of your teachers can teach football. I teach football, but I also teach history. So you came here for academics. Football's the elective, and remember that. And at that time, Ohio State graduated over ninety-three percent." of the football athletes, full four years graduates, before they ever went on to anything else like called the NFL at that time. Yep. Because, you know, things were totally different. And freshmen could not play football. They had to play JV. Well, so, nowadays you see I know. students reclassifying to even play when they should be seniors in high school. So that's uh, pretty sad. definitely something. All right, so who else you got? Who's Penn State playing? Uh, well, let's start with Wisconsin. Wisconsin. This game, w. this game is going to be a real interesting one. Number eighteen, Wisconsin is playing against Iowa at Iowa. The Hawkeyes. Uh, Tough this at is home. a prim- primetime game, eight thirty-five tonight on Fox. Wisconsin favored by three points. Ooh, ooh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, and it'll be interesting what the weather's like. Uh, that that is very true because. Um, that is a tough place to play in inclement weather. Yes, it is. And the fact of the matter being Wisconsin, uh, you know, they're not doing, I think, as great as people expected. They expected to be this, you know, real tough, 
now to defense, you know, really shouldn't be giving up many yards, many points, and should be scoring. It's they got they got to get that offense going. They got to get that defense locked down. I don't know who wins this game. All right, so um, get the pencil and paper out because we got more things to look at in sports today at New Radio Media. So, uh, Ethan, we'll be back in a few minutes. I'm getting my scorecard out, and I hear that famous uh, theme that says we got to take our breaks. So, we will, and we'll be back in two. Is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Talking more sports. Uh, sports. Once again, I'm Ethan Perlman. that music. Once again, I'm Ethan Perlman. Uh, sitting across from me is Talking Biz's Peter Perlman. Well, hello there, sports fans and sports fans from around the world. Yes, you've been following the great sports here at NewRadioMedia.com with Ethan Perlman, our sports man. So, we've covered baseball, we've covered college football, except for Alabama, the number one team. Yeah, Alabama is going to be playing uh, at home against Texas A&M. Well, that's a quick game. Um, that should be over what halftime? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you know, Texas A&M is also ranked in the twenties, but I don't think they'll win. I think Alabama will walk away with the victory and pretty easily. But well, you never will people know. People walk away from their TVs by halftime and kill the sponsors. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's Alabama. It's Alabama. So it's always a great Nick game. Saban. To, it's always a great game to watch. Uh, uh, Nick Saban is actually coaching against one of his former underlings. Oh, really? So he's cur- his uh, current record against people that have coached under him is twelve and zero. 
Mm. I think he'll be 13 and 0 after today. You know that that, that kind of brings up a very interesting piece because we're going to have a coach and an underling Sunday at eight o'clock at night at Ford Field do the same thing. Yes, we are. And everybody that's left New England to go and to be coaches in the NFL have all bombed. Yes, but do you know how well they've done against the Patriots and against Bill Belichick when they've played the Patriots? Very well. Really? Yes. So they gear up for one game and then they hey one I and mean, out. I guess they got to say, hey, Bill, you needed me with you. I just beat you. So, you know, so we'll, how we'll come they, how come they can't carry that ball forward? Because um, a number of the coaches have gone to the NFL, and all of them except maybe one has failed as a head coach. Are we talking about under Bill Belichick? Bel- Belichick that has moved on. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say they f- failed. Um, they were not successful in the NFL as a head coach. They're great assistants. Great assistants. I mean, they just, just don't have the power to be a head coach. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, for a lot of them, it was also their first head coaching gig. And So? Well, I mean, let's look at this. Um, for example, why was why is Nick Saban a great college coach, but he flunked in the NFL? Because in college, you're going to have them for a short period of time. They buy into you immediate. Ooh, I, I don't agree with that. What do you mean you don't agree with that? I do not they agree buy- with that. Other than, I mean, all right, so look at it this way. Why do they love Nick Saban? Because he's from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. How's that? You like that one better? No. I, I, he's that, an ooper. No. As an ooper. No. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, when you get to the pros, the players are supposed to be pretty much developed. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. But pretty much their skills should be fully developed. Okay. Aside from, you know, different rule changes and such, which, you know, it takes a couple weeks to get used to. Was Harbaugh a strong NFL? Oh. Oh, God. Let's not not even touch on the Harbaugh topic. I mean, he was San Francisco's head coach. Yeah. And those khaki pants, you know, followed him to Michigan, and I don't even want to think about it Look at Belichick, short sleeve sweats, sweatshirt. I don't know. Belichick, you know, he rocks a sweatshirt. He rocks the angry look. He never smiles. Um, Makes me wonder, does he actually enjoy coaching football, or is it just because his wife says we need more money? Well, no, wait a minute. If you go back in the days of football— Vince Lombardi and everybody used to wear ties. Yes, but at least they'd crack a smile. Well, Vince did. Uh, you didn't see it too much with the Dallas Cowboys head coach. What was Jerry Jones, the owner at the time? Because mm, nah, he's always staring down at that field. Oh, with a, he's horrible. I mean, he makes a... <laughs> it very, very tough. All right, so let's go to this. All right, so okay, we're, so... we're talking NFL for a few yeah. minutes now. And in the NFL, you've got... The big game coming up, you have the New England Patriots, the Detroit Lions. Yes. But I want to say hats off to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Browns beat the Jets. And I got to tell you, what an exciting game. You know, rookie quarterback comes off the bench, comes in, does the job. Cleveland is celebrating. Yes. And now the big thing is um, Cleveland fans have been saying we want Baker since game one. Um, play those the, drums the, the, in the stands like a Cleveland baseball. Boom, 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 the the question boom, is, boom, 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 Cleveland, you know, they tied their first game of the year against Pittsburgh. Yes, they did. Gave them a tough game. And then they 
Because of some what are kick, you giving them, them, them because of some kicking trouble, they yeah they don't have they, to, they, um, place kickers need to be replaced. Well, the place kicker was replaced I know after was. Uh, the week two game Bomb against two games the in Saints. A row. Yeah. The big question is if Baker Mayfield was quarterbacking would the first two games, would this Cleveland Browns team be three and zero? Well, it's good that he came off the bench this way. Because I, I personally, I think he is a much better quarterback, uh, passing wise, than Tyrod Taylor. But I, I think it comes I, in, I, the I pressure's seriously... different. I think he, you come in, the injured guy, they already figured it's a loss. He comes in, he wakes up the team. Now the pressure's off a little bit. Now the fans are really, really building the momentum with him. Uh, the the players now buy in more because they just witnessed the victory with him. Um, there's a lot of pluses the way they played it. Okay. Bigger question. If he is not named the starting quarterback for next week. A lot of booze. How will Cleveland fans react? Well, you gave it to you. There's going to be a lot, lot, of, lot of booze. A lot, lot of, booze. of booze. If there had been snow, there'd be snowballs flying. Okay. So, um, let's Okay. So okay, I love the way you just blow me up. Okay. Well, you know, I don't, I don't think they'd be throwing anything, but, no, I, but think, I, I think there would be a big outcry in okay. Cleveland. All right. Um, so what happens if the Lions lose against New England? We're we gonna have an outcry in Detroit. I don't think so. We just show up for the next game. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Um, on. but no, when it comes to the Lions in New England, the Patriots this past week made a trade. For a former Brown and sure Josh Gordon, who's had issues with um, drug testing and stuff in the NFL, he's you know been suspended for multiple seasons. He's had a chemical imbalance. He, well, that's one way to put it. Um, and now you know he's expected, I believe, to play this Sunday against the Lions. And you know Tom Brady's already spoken out and said, you know, it's going to take some time for. Him to get adjusted into our, into our culture here. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there is a very stiff culture there. Yes, there tough. is. Um, and the question that you know is kind of in my head. This deal for Josh Gordon, if he does not play in ten total games, you know, the Patriots get a late round pick back from Cleveland. So. If you're the Patriots and, you know, Josh Gordon is not performing to what he's supposed to, or if he's, you know, really struggling with the team rules, yeah, do you just park him on the bench and get that get that late-round draft pick back? Yeah. Find the next Tom Brady? I uh, mean, Tom Brady was a six-round pick out of Michigan. Yeah, I mean— He and Todd Collins uh, were, were buddies together uh, back then, Gannon Dudler— uh, I mean, yeah, Gannon uh, Dudler was a uh, linebacker. I mean, it was quite a crew of guys at Michigan. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, what do you see going right now? Um, you know, we talk about the local, but where, where, where do we see the Kansas Cities, the St. Louis, Arizona? Well, Arizona's, <laughs> you know, some of the other, t- the Arizona's gone, so. No, Arizona's there. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. I'm there. The Rams. St. Louis went to St. Louis is now in L.A., LA, which uh, goes back home again. Yeah. And uh, I just wish also my only social comment is, well, they all use their normal uniforms, not all one color. 
I mean, I like which t- which teams are you talking about? Well, even the Lions the other day, you know, when I saw them play, all this one color. I mean, the pants should be well, one I, color. I know you don't like the Honolulu blue to begin with. Well, I like the blue. No, 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 no. I like the silver pant, a blue shirt. I don't like a blue pant and a blue shirt. What about a white pant and a blue shirt? That's fine. I love okay. it. I love it. I, I like a multicolored uniform. That's tradition. These new things, and I think that's what's happening is the athletic companies are dictating. You know, that you know what you're you're going to wear this. You're going to do the throwback. This you're going to do this. This is the uniform. Keep it simple. Okay. So anyway. Well, let's look at the actual game. Yeah, look at the, the game. Lions. Um, it looks like another week of not a healthy team. Right, we have one with a concussion. You have Darius Slay out with a concussion. You yeah, have he's got protocol to deal with. Yep, uh, Ziggy Ansah might not be back in the lineup. I believe it's still his shoulder. I think we need to find a replacement already. Well, I mean, when he's healthy, he is one of the most dominant defensive ends in the NFL. One every four games is healthy. Ah, uh, well, that's the thing. I wonder if it has to really do with you know the. Because, I mean, you look at it, it's been the team's health. Is there something that the training staff is not doing to keep these guys healthy? Did you want to call Mrs. Ford and let her know? Uh, no, I, I'm going to let, you know, the management handle that. But, I mean, we really look at it. Yes, football is a, you know, it takes a toll on you. But you look at all the teams around the NFL. I think the Lions are already in the worst shape of pretty much every NFL team. And it's been that way for multiple years now. Is there something the training staff in Detroit is not doing that every other NFL team is doing? Well, Matt Patricia came from New England. Here he is. He's looking at it. He gets to make the hires. He gets to identify. I want to do it like New England's doing it. I want tougher practices. I want, you know, more time with everybody there, all these different things. So if that was the case, wouldn't he also deal with this? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, yes, he's, you know, running his practices differently than, you know, Detroit normally has had practice. But when it comes to, you know, our is our training facilities and such up to the standard. We have the newest facility, one of the newest facilities in the country. I know, but it's, it's like, look, is our equipment, is everything where it needs to be to keep these players in tip-top shape? Are the personnel on the training staff? The people that, you know, are going to be able to keep this these players up to tip-top shape. Because you look around the NFL, the Lions have struggled to keep their players healthy. And every NFL team, yeah, you have the occasional and unfortunate guy tearing How their How come eight. nobody else has addressed this but you? I don't hear anybody else address I know you don't hear anybody else address this. But, you know, you really look at it to the standpoint of there are minor injuries there are major in- injuries, and then there are moderate injuries that have been taking weeks for guys to get back from where you really haven't seen that on other teams right now. You've seen yeah. guys tear the ACL or the you know meniscus or unfortunate injuries like that, but you also have players that, you know, they have an injury, they have surgery, they're back in a few weeks, and then you have guys that could get injured at the end of a game, and be back in practice by, like, Tuesday, Wednesday of the next week. So should we change the line and drawer at Ford Field to a whimper? Well, for right now, I'm going to say yes. I mean, it's I don't know if it's, you know, the players holding themselves out of practice or if it's the training staff or what it is to the extent, but 
for what you know injuries have been diagnosed unless we're not getting the full information on what the issue really mm-hmm. is uh-huh. in which case you know that's the team not being forward with that but they have to report that to the nfl don't they they do but you know what to the extent of how they report it to the press is another story and it's going to be really interesting to see because if the lines keep being banged up you know i really would look to the management to look at the training staff and say hey what is it that we're not doing that every other team in the NFL is? Okay, so um, I want you to study that a little bit, and uh, you're getting a sample of uh, Let's Talk Sports with Ethan Perlman. So this is New Radio Media, and that music says it's a sports break. We'll be right back. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. Simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! And we're back talking some more sports. Uh, I'm Ethan Perlman. Across from me is talking business Peter Perlman. And Peter, I have a very hot topic question for you. I bet you do. What is your uh, opinion on players requesting trades right before training camp? I'm referring to NBA player Jimmy Butler, who met with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, front office and management and pretty much stated, I want out. You know, wait a minute. Do they sign contracts or not? They do. So if they've got a contract of employment, then they are obligated to fulfill the contract. They are. And if they act like a two-year-old because they don't like where they're at, I'm taking my bat and ball and going home. Well, in this case, it's a basketball. Well, so then dribble your way home, as they say, because I don't have to pay you then. You want to sit out? 
You want to sit out and walk away? I mean, he does have so many millions guaranteed in his not contract. A, not, not if he breaks his contract and walks away. Mm, he automatically gets so many guaranteed. Uh, I, comes I, I would win. think that an employment attorney, we'd have to get one in here, a sports employment attorney. Okay. Uh, and uh, we could talk to Rick Broad over down the road here and a few others and uh, really have a discussion about it because they sign a contract. And that contract states that you are obligated under that contract to fulfill certain things. Okay. Okay. Now, if you say you want to be traded, that's chatter. But if you don't come to camp, you're fined. You lose income. You continue to do things like that and walk away, you do lose your physical income. You're only guaranteed if you show up. You may not perform well. You may get injured, but you will still be guaranteed your income. But if you sit out and pout, you break the contract, not us. Okay, now... Um, and no clinics will be delivered to your door either. I just want you to know that. Because oh, the clinics company well, will also be upset. I mean, I, I think he has clinics at home anyways. You think? But looking at it more in depth, he's stated three teams that he would be fine with being traded to. Yes. The L.A. Clippers, sure, the New yeah. York Knicks. That's great. So and... everybody wants to walk around and say, I want to be traded. I want to go here. I want to go here. Well, now, hold on. So, no, this is ridiculous. No, this, this, is, is, this, this is totally is, ridiculous. <laughs> this is a business. It a is, business. It is a business, but I'm going to post you another question. What? Because he has already stated publicly that, you know, after this season, yes. he's not going to re-sign with Minnesota. Then fine, trade him. But, that, but I'll trade but, him when I want to trade but him, no, not when you the, dictate the to me. The big question is, he stated that, you know— he, during free agency, you know, he's most most likely to sign with the New York Knicks. Could you imagine if the Knicks or, said we don't want you? Well, no, the Knicks wouldn't say we don't want We're you. Not then, pay then, you. The Knicks We're have not nobody. Pay you. Well, but so what? It's a set of principle. It's not collusion. But I'm just going to say, guess what? You, you want? You... I'm not going to sign you. I'm not going to sign you. Period. Well, you want to go play somewhere? I'm going to tell you where you can go play. Well, my go out to Utah. My go play for with the Mormons out there. Go out to Utah. My question is. Do you have an issue with players stating, after this season, I am, I'm not even thinking about playing. I'm thinking about playing this season, but after this season, I'm already planning to sign with X Y Z team. So you're not even thinking about what you're going to do with your team this year. You're already thinking about next summer. That's right. You're destroying my I'm team. I'm signing with another team. Now, if I'm an owner, you know what I would do? I'd sue you for breach of contract. Well, for, for failing I, to I live mean, up to the qualifications as signed in my contract, you didn't fulfill it. You were already you already shut yourself down to go somewhere else. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm sending you down to the B team. Go play the B team all. Get on the bus, no planes. Take the B team ride. Sit in the fleece motels. Have a great year. I'd rather pay you to suffer than to destroy what I had to build. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I no, I'm, I'm serious. Well, I mean, serious. well, I mean, but at the same time, it always, you know, doesn't work out because it's not about you. It's my, it's about my company. It's about my company. It is, and the big thing that you know really took some people back this summer when it came to the NBA free agency was last summer when um, Paul George was traded from the Indiana Pacers to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George had expressed pretty heavily that. After his contract was up, he was going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Free, day one of this past free agency hits, he is he had re-signed with Oklahoma City. He refused to meet with any other team. 
So the question is, if the team that you are traded to or the team that you're currently with, if they make a real quality effort, even if you're stating publicly, I'm signing with XYZ, you, you know, who um, after the season, if, you know, teams, you know, and the players around embrace this player or, you know, really they gel really well. How often do you think we're going to see that, where they decide well, not to leave and they decide to I rely to now resign. on the owners to come back together and to sit with the union okay. and redefine some things because it'll get very ugly. And these are contracts. You have a union, then follow the union, and it's not about you, the individual. If it's about you, the individual, you will destroy the program completely. Okay. And uh, I also blame certain... Um, outlets, entertainment outlets, for funding such great degrees of dollars to allow this to escalate. So <laughs> okay. um, with that, um, we've got about a minute left to uh, wrap it up. Oh, boy, your one hour has flown by. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it did fly by, and there's plenty of things to watch out for today. Uh, again, the Tigers play at Comerica Park today against the Kansas City Royals, Michigan, Michigan State uh, play this afternoon and this evening, Michigan at home against Nebraska and uh, Michigan State on the road against Indiana. And, of course, tomorrow you got the Lions against the Patriots from Ford Field, Sunday night football. So for everyone here, I mean, I think that's a pretty well show, pretty well done show. And we look forward to seeing you all next Saturday. <laughs>